Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one I'm fan and one get day. carried away. All working, no play, you know it. Always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, one of our favorite guests. This is what your third time, fourth time back, something. Uh, third time. Third time. Yeah. Mr. Mookie Harris, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing so well. I'm experiencing a uh, a really nice summer evening in Indianapolis, which. It's been like, uh, there have been nights where it's gotten down to 94. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is really cool right now. It's about, I don't know, I'm going to guess 76 or 77 out here. Yep. Nice. We had a really nice day. Yesterday was yesterday was like perfect. Um, it's like 95 up here right now. It's a little warm. Um, yeah. But yeah, yesterday was just perfect. Yeah, this is much different than the last podcast we had, Mookie. We, we, were, we were talking to a guy, and there was like a freaking, like almost a tornado outside of his house. Yeah. Like, like at some point we were, we were talking, and he looked kind of nervous, and then suddenly he got up with his laptop <laughs> and started walking towards his closet. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. I was like, dude, do you need to? Like, no, to let's go on. I'm just going to lay down in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this horror movie was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a buddy of mine who lives like down in the city. And we were, we were getting some storms up here, like north north of the city. Um, but yeah, apparently it was far worse down there, I guess. So. Sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It is, it is a beautiful day today. It was a beautiful day yesterday for Happy Father's Day to everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Happy Father's out. Day. What'd you guys, Brent, what'd you do for Father's Day? Did you, did you my get... family, we went out to um, a lovely restaurant, one of my favorites. Corey, you've been there. You said uh, uh, Cooper's Hawk. Oh yes, um, yeah. It's, it, I yeah. couldn't recommend it more. I, I think I would eat every menu item. There. I would try. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I think I've been to a Cooper's Hawk like up here in this area. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, came home. They gave me a, a pizza stone. And oh, nice. I got um, a barbecue rub, and they gave. And my wife had this idea of just giving me some um, cooking magazines. Which I love. I love cooking magazines because I love to cook. It's and great. we immediately were bookmarking them for our. We're, we're taking a trip to Georgia in a few weeks, Ooh, and nice. it's remote, so we're going to get all our groceries. We're bookmarking these recipes. Like, here's what we want to 
buy at the grocery store than hunker down. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia sounds really nice. It's we found this wonderful place, this, this cool Airbnb. Uh, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's 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 pretty rocking. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's called Rivendell. Oh. <laughs> this dude, hey, this guy is his name is Brent. His name is also Brent. Nice. And, and, he, and he he's curated this amazing place. This yeah, this cool cabin. Nice. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah, we stayed there last year. I'll more than happy to tell you more about it. In fact, yeah, I might even be podcasting from there. Yes. Uh, uh, Depending on the the internet connection. That's what I got. Corey, how was your Father's Day? Yeah. Uh, It was good. It was good. We went to – there's a spot we get sushi from a lot, uh, a little bit, kind of in the Buffalo Grove area, a little bit south of where we live. Um, So we went – we got a bunch of sushi. uh, So that was nice. And then – Let's see. I got a I got a new board game. Uh, my yeah. my kids and I have been into like we've been playing legacy games this year a lot. Which is for anyone who's unaware, it's like you play one game, and it has like permanent whatever you do in this first game has permanent modifications to the board, the cards, what like it affects things in future games, and so uh, so it's like a longer like a kind of like a campaign, but just on a board game. Like for instance, um, yeah. We just played our third game of Risk Legacy, and and I did something in the third game where I I basically gathered a bunch of troops while I still had a missile, and so we got to open a box. And so here's the thing: there's like in the in the game box there are like compartments that's like don't open this until this happens. So I opened it. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So I I opened it and it's a whole new like faction of military. It's actually aliens that spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played risk legacy. Uh, but it's actually like a faction of aliens you can play and, uh, who have basically like invaded earth. So, uh, but I I got a game called betrayal legacy, which is a legacy version of a game called betrayal at house on the hill, which, which I played that. That game's a black. Yeah, I just got the legacy version of that for Father's Day. So. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes, sir. You said it. Uh, what you do early in the game dictates, like it changes things. Like, are there like stickers or something that you put on the game? Do you change the physical game board so it's like that's permanent? Yeah, yeah. Like there's Take a lighter to the corners. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. Like there are stickers. Like we've added. You can uh, create cities in the game, and you can name them. Like, and, and I just named a continent in the last game. Um, and then the thing is, when you create, when you find the alien faction, there's like an alien island in the middle of the ocean. So you can, act, you, you put the alien island wherever you want and you can connect it wherever you want. And since I was the one yeah. who discovered it, I connected it from Australia to the Western U.S. So now in our game of risk, there's a connection oh, cool. from the Western U.S. across the board to Australia. So kind of like you know, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's you can't you can't coop up in Australia. Exactly, yeah. Which nice. is what my daughter was doing. So now she's fucking now she's got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like Western Australia. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. you kind of creep up. Yeah, right, yeah, right. See, I tend I tend to go for Africa because it's a lot of you know it's you get a lot of points and it's like fairly you can defend it pretty well and if you can get up into Europe. All you have to do is get the Middle East and Ukraine, and that's just two points of entry to cut yourself off from the rest of Asia, you know? Yeah, right. 
Right. You're like, I am Vladimir Putin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take, yeah. And then the next card I play is like misinformation troll farm campaign, you know? Right. <laughs> That's a good, good impression. Uh, but then, uh, but then actually uh, my wife also got me because I haven't really been on stage or anything since before COVID hit. I've, I've been kind of like a hermit. Um, and then I actually, well, I had a friend reach out to me and this, this upcoming weekend, I'm doing a, a script reading at the women's film festival in Chicago. Oh, cool. Um, but, but my wife got me improv classes at the CIC theater down in Chicago. Uh, nice. so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like be around other people again and like doing improv for the first time in a couple years. So what, what does CIC stand for? I've never heard of that. That's a good question. I don't really know. I'd have to look it up. Okay. I'm yeah. going with Chicago Improv. Oh, of course. Civet. The Civet. Yeah. The Civet cat, which shits the, the coffee beans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Because I've been through the Second City program. I've been through IO's program. And we were just kind of looking at like how else I could get, you know. And I, I've got other friends who are doing stuff there. And... um you know, my wife, she was like, when I'm looking stuff up online, uh, the CIC theater keeps popping up and she's, she's kind of been like, why don't you get back into stuff there? And I'm like, I don't know a lot of, uh, about right. it, but, uh, the job I had in Indianapolis at citizens action coalition, which I love, she was like, Hey, why don't you apply to this random ass nonprofit? And I was like, I have no idea what that is, but sure. And it turned out great. And then the industry I'm in, the industry I'm in now like uh building and selling computers she was like why don't you apply to this random ass job and i was like i have no fucking clue what that is and she was like well <laughs> and then so i applied and got the job and it's turned out great so you know i can't i she was like been pushing this theater yeah. and i was like you know what fuck it i'm you know i i don't see anybody in real life ever anyway this would be at least i would be i'll see people so exactly yeah. Bang. It looks like they have like about ten house in house improv teams. Yeah. That reminds it reminds me of what's not the not um Second City, but um what's the other one that closed down? IO? Yes, improv it reminds me of improv, improv Olympic, Olympic where there'd be yeah. in house improv teams. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it yeah. cool. I'm looking it up right now, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so I think I'm gonna start there. Um I might do, I mean, I already went through the second city conservatory program, but I really enjoyed just being at second city. So I don't know. I may, I may do something there again in the future. I don't know. But anyway, so that was my father's day. I had a pretty good father's day. So it yeah. sounds like it. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Mookie, what we're here to talk about this evening, uh, you brought, man, I, I, I'm, I know that I saw this movie when it first came out. But I don't think I've seen it since. Um, so do you do you care to tell us the movie that you chose and why you chose this movie? I'd be happy to. Uh, we traveled back in time to 1999 to one of my guiltiest pleasures, Stigmata, <laughs> uh, which I lovingly refer to as The Exorcist Files. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's a great because description. Because it's... The whole storyline is about um, Gabriel Byrne is a very Italian Irishman. 
<laughs> yeah. He's got no Italian accent. Uh, yeah. He's so Irish. But he's, a, yeah. he's supposed to be an, uh, an Irish priest, former uh, organic chemist, yeah. who um, uh, was called to the priesthood, and he's part of a, a, a an actual group in the Catholic Church called the Congregation of the causes of the saints or, or cause of the saints or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a group that investigates supposed miracles. And I did a little research on them and they're basically like it's their job to disprove stuff. Right. Because if if every grilled cheese sandwich that looked like the Virgin Mary was deemed a miracle, yeah. then the church would look like idiots. And so his job is to go out and go no, that's not a valid miracle. Right. <laughs> and um, Patricia Arquette is this hairdresser in Pittsburgh who has suddenly started receiving the stigmata. She's she's mm-hmm. got puncture wounds in her wrists, and then she's like yeah. bleeding out her eye sockets and uh, terrible. And and she's an atheist, so they can't figure out why she's receiving this or even if it's a valid stigmata yeah, sign right. of... Yeah. In fact, he's even willing... He, he's wanting to, like, close the case immediately. As soon as she says, I'm an atheist, he's like, no, these people, they, they have this affliction. They are deva- they are all in. Right. right. They're all which, in. Which, to me, and, and, you know, and I'm not sure how closely this... How much research they did. And I think they did have somebody on hand, like, you know, ad- advising them... Um, but to me, it's like if you have somebody who hardcore believes showing stigmata, that's almost like whether they are intentionally faking it or just like their will is so strong that they're like manifesting it. It makes more sense to me that if you found an atheist showing stigmata, that would be your proof. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if I were God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to prove my existence to humanity. That's the vessel I'd go through. Yeah, absolutely. I'd go, th- go through somebody who other um, other atheists, other agnostics would look at and go, oh, oh, okay, wait, hold up. That's Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, this happens to a really religious person. You're like, oh, well, okay, you're whatever, you know, it's sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's like all the people getting tapped on the forehead in church and like wiggling on the ground. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Do do that one time to somebody who doesn't believe it. I'll be impressed. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like, man, and the, like from the intro, from the very beginning, the thing I was like, it's very nice. So 1999's Stigmata, the first thing because I watched it with my daughter, my 13 year old daughter. And I was Good. like, I was like, this is so '90s. I was like, it's very '90s. You know, the, like the, I don't know, just the way they were, like the 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 cuts and and then like the music. I was like, the music is so like pop rock '90s. And then it, the credit came up, and it was like music by Billy Corgan. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, of course, sure. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I didn't realize that uh, the director because I. Like, it's a movie I've watched a, a million times, but I had never really looked into the director. Yeah. Um, and it turns out 
his claim to fame was rap videos. Specifically, you can't touch this and straight out of Compton. Yeah. Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. Those, those two videos. And then he just like, he directed everything Hammer did after that. Yeah. Including a movie and, called Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. Yes. yes. <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Which, so I, I, I was like Rupert Wainwright. I was like, I was like, I know that name. And I was like, wait, no, I'm thinking of Rufus Wainwright. Who's a musician? Yeah. So like, yes. I, I went. I looked up this guy, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not at all surprised to learn that he's a music video director." <laughs> you know, I was like, I could have called that. You know. <laughs> yeah. There's so yeah. many scenes in this movie that, like, um, the scene where she receives the the wrist punctures in the bath. She's yeah. So. Yeah. She's a hairdresser in Pittsburgh, and she's got this ridiculously chic apartment. Yeah. Um, so she's lying there in her clawfoot tub with a thousand candles burning around her. <laughs> At all times, yeah. Right. Like, of course you do. Sure. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I also didn't know why it was, like, always raining in her apartment. Yeah. Like, it was right. always dripping, and I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you... Do they need to have the roof fixed? Like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what's happening with your apartment right now. Right. <laughs> I wonder if we're supposed to believe that, like, that's the only reason she could afford it. Because it's Maybe. like a yeah. dump that she's fixed up with nice stuff inside. <laughs> right. But she's paying $50 a month. Because <laughs> she's and constantly I mean, getting rained bed, on. Even her bed is, like, a freaking amazing. Like, that's like... It's like a, like a seven thousand dollar bed, like with yeah. a with etchings on it. Yeah, she's got, it's almost like she she has all the money and she installed like an irrigation drip system in her house. Right, so like, right, right. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I just want when I'm sleeping, I just want water to like seductively drip on my lips as I'm right. sleeping. Yes. <laughs> she's like. I grew up poor, and I want to keep that feel. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fill you know... my house with inflatable furniture, <laughs> and I'm going to live like a king. <laughs> yes. I, I don't want to forget where I came from, you know? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> stay, stay true and, to our roots. And, and you're talking about, like, the, the whole 90s feel. Um, like, through the movie, we meet her and um, her, her fellow hairdressers, Slash friends, yeah. uh, Neil Long, Neil Long. Prince of Bel Air, yeah, yes, Neil yep. yes, and Boys in the Hood, Soul Food, like, like, yeah, Love Joe, yeah, everything, a queen of movies, Big back Mama's then. House too, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, um, and then um, uh, Portia de Rossi, Portia de Rossi, uh, yeah, Mrs. DeGeneres, and Miss, yeah. Uh, from Arrested Development, among other Correct. things. Yeah. Lindsay, all, Lindsay like, Blue Funke. robbed uh, Delia's boutique in 1998. <laughs> yes, yes. Is Portia the lady with, like, the kind of dreads? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Excellent, yeah. And I thought, and in that, I like... I recognize oh, her from Arrested Development. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. She's changed a lot. <laughs> well, and I, like, during that opening music video, like, intro... I was like, is that Portia de Rossi? Because you just catch a glimpse of her. I was like, is that fucking her? And then I, 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 I look, I was like, oh yeah, I, okay, yeah, 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 that is her, yeah. <laughs> you mean, uh, 
while Chumbawamba is playing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, my father, my father, growing up, never showed his emotions at all. Because uh-huh. one of those guys. Oh, I love this. I love this story. <laughs> suddenly, one trip and every year, he would begrudgingly take our family to Staten Island, New York. I don't blame him, to be quite honest. But he would, because that's where my mother was, you know, from and born. And oh, okay. And so, yeah, so it'd be Christmas Day. We get to open our toys. And then it'd be like, all right, kids, pack your bags. We're leaving your toys behind for two weeks going to Staten Island, New York. <laughs> anyway, at some rest stop, my dad, who's, who's, he's just like, Hard, hard as a rock person, you know, straight right. face, like never showing emotion, buys the Chumba Wumba CD and is just like full balls to the wall, all about like the I Get Knocked Down song. It's like, <laughs> like out of the blue, like we found something new about dad. You know? <laughs> Have you guys heard this? <laughs> right, dude. And that, I saw something recently, I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But I saw something recently that was like, uh, who's more punk, Chumbawamba or the Sex Pistols, right? And they were just talking about how, like, Chumbawamba, like, they had that one big hit, but otherwise, like, they were pretty punk. Like, maybe, I have to look it up, but, like, told the queen to go fuck herself. Like, did all this, like, pretty punk shit. And they were like, the Sex Pistols is like a glorified boy boy band. They're all, like, kind of right-wingers now. And it was like, it was like, when you really look at it, like, Chumbawamba... Far more punk than the Sex Pistols. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? All right. Yeah. And over here, we only know them from like that one song. All right, Tub Thumper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a weird name. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's some cool uh, stuff on there. Massive Attack mm. is on the soundtrack. Um, who else? Uh, Bjork, yeah, man, like, yeah, I didn't know that, but it's like, yes, of course. Oh, yes, of course, they would be on that sound. Yeah, right, right. Like this soundtrack in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, yes, obviously. Yeah. End credits. Natalie and Brulia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. <laughs> uh, so good. But I love this. Is that the ending song? I not that song. I, I didn't listen to the the ending credits. Mm. It's okay. it's her, but not that song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. But what if it was? But I, I was looking through because I love Gabriel Byrne. Like in Miller's yeah. Crossing, Usual Suspects, Hereditary. He's so great as the dad in Hereditary. Like I love Gabriel oh. Byrne. Yes, absolutely. But but I realized that because I knew he played Satan in that Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days. Right? The same year he did this. I didn't realize that. Oh, I was looking it up. Yeah. yeah, apparently they came out the same year. And he was he was nominated for two Razzie Awards for <laughs> for worst supporting actor in Stigmata and End of Days in 1999. And he lost to Jar Jar <laughs> to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes. to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, which, fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that, funny, though, because, like, I... 
like he he couldn't do an Italian accent to save his life. No. But beyond that, I didn't find his acting terrible in this. Yeah, no. Um, I I thought he did a good job of um, like there's a um, there's romantic slash sexual tension between yeah. him and uh, and Patricia Frankie. Arquette, yeah. Yeah, which a little on the nose. Uh, they explained that like Saint Francis of Assisi was the first person to receive stigmata and um uh, and now it's her it's like francis frankie frankie yeah uh, she's she's supposedly like the messenger of of all of this and a messenger is a page and her name's frankie page oh yeah yeah wow okay yeah that makes sense. i like it <laughs> yeah which yeah and and again yeah patricia arquette uh you know true she's man she is so char like in any of those movies in the 90s it's hard to watch those and not fall in love with her like for real she is just so charming you know um but whether it's that or true love uh or i'm sorry true romance um yeah i just i didn't realize this until i was looking through her wikipedia that she was married to both ghost rider and the punisher <laughs> Nick Nick Cage oh. and Tom Jane. <laughs> yeah, I never put that together. I just realized that today. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. She's yeah. she's got a type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so what? One of the things I found interesting in this movie because you you go through and you know you meet her, you meet Father Andrew, but then when Father Andrew meets that other. Uh, priest who does like translations all day. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, right. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Delmon- uh, Delmonico. Yes. Yes. And and he says he says something like, "I just translate words, not the relevance. I don't know what I'm working on." And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's not how translation works. Like, you have to know the context. It's not just a word for word translation. Like, you have to know the context in order to translate." What the fuck it is you're translating? I'm not a ling. Exactly. I'm not a linguist, but like, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, like he even uh, 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 Father uh, Kiernan Gabriel Byrne, like at one point they're talking about how um, he says something about the stigmata hitting the wrists because that's where she's got nailed. And she's like, no, I thought it was the hands because like you look at all the iconography, and he's like, no, they realize that if you put a spike here it's just going to go through right it's going to rip right through it's got to be down here under the yeah um and they figured that out because they realized that this phrase meant this instead of this that's how linguists work right like like knowing that oh this thing is actually a euphemism for this or that refried beans right (laughs) <laughs> refried beans right like they thought a culinary people from america thought that refried beans but you fry some beans twice but there was right. some there there was some lingual things that like like got got the wires crossed yes oh man dude <laughs> I, I i i'll have to look i'll have to look this up but there was something similar to where they were trying to figure out a recipe for this concrete like ancient greek concrete and there was some mistranslation to where, 
Oh, God damn it. I'll have to look it up. But basically, they were like translating it as water or something, and they couldn't get it to work. But when they used salt water, that it worked. And they were like, at the time, they would have just assumed that they said water. You knew that they meant salt water. But now, 2,000 yep. years later, it's not that obvious to us that, like, obviously they're talking about salt water. And so they, they were able to recreate this concrete that, like, yeah, that, like, works really well. I, I'd have to, it's some... Um, it, what I'm saying is close to what actually happened, you know, but... Well, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you just, like, read a recipe that said called for water, you like, turn on the tab. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And something I want to mention, why are all these priests, like, freaking computer geniuses? <laughs> right? Like, the one guy... Like the, the the linguist, the, the translator guy is like real hush hush at the, the fucking Vatican or something like that with his with his, with his gateway computer. Yes, and, and he he straight up deletes he deletes pictures off of his shit, and then like another priest just like very like flippantly just gets on the computer and like pulls them out of like limbo. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, <laughs> pulls yeah. them out. <laughs> Which, and which, I live now. I live in the, I live in 2022. Right. Couldn't do that. I don't know how to do that. Oh, and I love that, like, back then, most people didn't know how to do anywhere close to any of that. And yeah. so all you had to do, if you wanted to show somebody deleting thousands of files off a computer, you just close up yeah. on their finger going, click. <laughs> right yeah done and you know what i think i changed my mind about what i just said i'm sure like deleted files and shit like that is a very important skill to have when you work at the vatican <laughs> that's absolutely true <laughs> never yeah. thought of that <laughs> well and i like and the <laughs> guys that... know exactly how to get rid of or get <laughs> get uh, jpeg files i'm sure right <laughs> well and the guy who does that uh enrico colantoni I knew I, I was like, this guy looks fucking familiar. And he's like, I thought so too. he's like the lead alien from Galaxy Quest. That guy. And he's he's the only yes. one speaking in an attack. Like these other guys are like, yes, we have to keep this hush hush. Oh, I don't know. I disagree with you. And he's like, hey, hey brothers, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should have reconsidered. Like he's the only one like going all out with an <laughs> Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cut for just a second. Should we be doing that too? No, you're good. You're no, just, just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, oh, my brother, I found these files on the computer. He tried to delete them. Yeah. That's great. That's like my favorite my, my favorite character in the movie Titanic is Leonardo DiCaprio's friend who's like, hey, we got the, we got the boat tickets. Yeah. And he dies. <laughs> <laughs> So good. <laughs> oh man, we going to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I gotta say, I don't know if this is one of my favorite movies of all time, but it was it was enjoyable, it was entertaining. Like I, you know, and there, man, there were definitely times where like my daughter and I were like really enjoying. We were like cracking up at some of the like some of the parts are just so funny, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and that's the thing is like it's such a cool concept. And and I'd love for somebody to do something better with it. Yeah. Um, 
because I, I love um, I don't know I, I really thought that they did a nice job of exploring that whole angle of um, the, 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 the priest that we meet in the beginning in Brazil he was getting too close to um, revealing a lost gospel that that essentially like the foundation of the Catholic Church that the, the church is necessary to be a go-between yeah. between you and God like this whole gospel of Thomas was just to be like nah that, that's all bullshit right yeah and yeah. then he gets the stigmata he dies um they he dies Father Kieran goes to investigate their um selling stuff in a street market no uh, how does it get to the market oh i think the boy there's a boy that grabs the rosary and yeah. just sells it to frankie's mom who happens That's who right. happens to be in in whatever whatever this town is in brazil yeah right so she's just in a street market expecting to buy things anyway little boy comes up looking to sell some yeah, stuff which i'm sorry i gotta i gotta there's a guy she's like talking to a street vendor when the little boy runs up and the guy's like hey i don't think you should buy that uh i don't think you should buy something off a dead man's corpse and she's like nah it'll be fine shut up like <laughs> i'm american I, i'm american i'll do what i want <laughs> oh god i had my shots yep <laughs> that up i i oh i remember what it was it was like while she was getting whipped like over the past couple days my daughter and i'll just be like oh like like you're getting yes. the stigmata in the middle of nowhere like that's such a fun because especially the scene where they're at the diner and it's like her and gabriel burn and then all like out of nowhere she starts like convulsing and gets the stigmata it's so funny it's like it really is because like like that would be a dramatic enough thing. Yeah. But all that nineties music video cutting yeah. just really kind of cheeses it up way too much. Yeah. Especially when she's in the club and she gets what is it? The is it the crown of thorns? The crown of thorns. She gets in the club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like where I, Oh, I, I really... love that um she, the, <laughs> when when she uh, like we we learn that she's essentially possessed mm -hmm. by the the original uh priest we met at the beginning in Brazil. Yeah, Father uh, what Al Alameda or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And and it's weird because like they never make it out to be like demonic possession, mm -hmm. but it might as well be. The, the way she's acting is what we've seen in so many possession movies. And and she goes into a trance and writes Aramaic all over her bedroom wall. Except it's not Aramaic at all. It's Hebrew. 
the director thought that looked cooler, but called it Aramaic. What? Oh, that's uh, that's unforgivable. That's it really is. <laughs> God damn. That's I didn't know that. That's yeah. That's pretty heinous. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like See, like you know the set director went. All right, we've got the Aramaic all over the wall, and he went. Hebrew would look cooler. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. No, no. Actually, you know Give what? Her a floor to ceiling dry erase board in her drippy apartment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know yeah. what? Just do it in Russian. I like backwards R's. You know? No one will know. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's a, yeah. But it, I love stuff like that when they're just like, they just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it reminded me of, uh, like you said, the exorcist, how did you describe it? It was so perfect. The exorcist files. The exorcist files. Yeah. Cause there's, Cause it's, yeah, it's very much that like investigating the supernatural. Right. Within yeah. the reality well, and, of the church. And also in the beginning of the exorcist, it's not Brazil, but you've got Max von Sydow in the Middle East, right? Wherever he, like, uncovering ancient whatever, Pazu, Paz, whatever it is. And yeah, then, yeah. And then both, and I, while I was watching this movie, I was like, you know what the worst part of Exorcist movies is to me? It was this movie and The Exorcist, and I think a couple other ones we've watched. It's the medical shit. It's like when they're doing, like, medical exams, and, I like, I it makes me cringe so bad i like i don't that's the only part where i'm like i don't want to imagine like actually doing that myself for any reason like you know right i don't like that no thank you <laughs> right 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 Ugh. yeah yeah don't yeah, there are a lot of times in this movie where like she should have been in a, in a hospital yeah but like she was just like in her drippy apartment <laughs> yeah and he's the, the priest is like yeah. She's like wiping off her yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, her, I get like, you know, it, she's, she's a hairdresser. She's nothing close to uh, 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 an EMT or anything like that. And neither are her friends. So if it was just them, I could see that happening. Yeah. But, but like, Father Kiernan's, he's seen some shit. Right. He should know, like, we need to take you to a hospital. Right. Yeah. And yet, yeah, he's were... like, you know what would help? A cuddle. Like... <laughs> a cuddle. Yeah. It's... Followed yeah. by being caught by your boss. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, See, that's the thing. I love in these types of movies, it's always like the Catholic priest is a badass. In right. a way, like, I think it's, the, is it the Exorcist story where, like, there's, like, times where he's, like, at a bar, like, chilling with a beer. Yeah. And, like, the, the guy above his head, you know, like, like they're chatting or whatever, like, they make it look cool. <laughs> like, it, it seems awesome to be a priest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I really liked how, um, like, she never mocked him, but she, like, was taking little shots, like, um, you know given up your life right and and i thought his character did a really believable um reverent isn't the word i'm looking for but but far from sacrilegious or anything like that i i'm not catholic but uh i imagine like anybody watching it 
who was wouldn't have been like, oh, come on. Like, I thought he was portraying very realistically um, a man who's like, I'm not without temptation. Right, yeah. Right. But I've got to be stronger than that. Right. When she even asked him, she's like, it's hard for me to, like, picture you as a virgin or whatever. And he's like, I think he says something to the effect of, like, well, I wasn't born a priest. Like, right. you know, that was right. some, that's something that came later, you know. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like, but that's something we tried to do. And and it's kind of tangentially related, but uh, more more Matt Kramer and John Patrick Cohen than me. Um, but when we did Jesus is my roomie is yeah. because like I'm atheist and I like I, those guys aren't super devout i don't know i don't know if they identify as atheists or whatever but we always portrayed jesus as like we weren't we weren't knocking him we weren't mocking religion we weren't like none like we like what would it be like if that guy existed in the modern day and that's how we everything we wrote we always approached it from like i don't know kind of like kind of a respectful uh angle of like like what would this guy what would this guy really be like what would he really be dealing with in you know whatever 2015 you know and honestly that's more funny right the reality of that is more funny than any ridiculous yeah. thing you come up with mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was, good, it was a good angle yeah yeah <laughs> but i like how so you you know you've got the end of this movie where uh cardinal houseman comes in and uh Played by Jonathan Price, which I just have yes. to—I like—he's such a good actor. He was uh, the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones, and one of my favorite movies of all time, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. He was—he's the lead in Brazil. Uh, such a good yes. actor. Um, but so yes. at, the, at the end, he's like choking, like trying to choke the life out of Pat- uh, Patricia Arquette, and then uh, you know Gabriel Byrne comes in. And saves her, walks, get off her. yeah, get off her, walks through fire, tests his faith to take the message onto himself and, and free, you know, Patricia, Patricia, uh, free Frankie of this, of this burden, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Which I love, I, I thought it was great. That, uh, that, that, uh, that whole, uh, ending sequence out in the garden oh, that he, does that, that weird nineties, like slow motion but choppy yeah <laughs> it was it was so nice it was, which is weird because like i'm to a point now where like i'll watch movies or shows with my daughters and they'll be like oh my god that's so obviously 90s and i'll have to pause it. i'll be like what wait 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 what about this is like t- like telling you that it's from the 90s because i don't see it but this movie was definitely like a product of its time, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. Like, I, I, I was trying to think, like, in context and all. Um, horror was kind of going through, um, a big shift. Yeah. Because you had had, like, all that stuff, like Scream, and and that right. stuff all through. Uh, the 90s, at least like the mid 90s, and then Sixth Sense changed things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, possession and supernatural were really coming back. 
Yeah. Because this is about the same time. Um, another one that I haven't watched in a long time that I'd like to go back and see. Um, Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I haven't seen that one. I think I saw. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, yeah, the early 2000s were. Well, and I think like the 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 saturation of the slasher genre in the eighties had come like they had gotten to a point where they were just parodies of themselves. They right. weren't they weren't scary. They were comedy. It wasn't horror. Yeah. It was comedy. Right, exactly. You know, and so I think like Scream was a big Scream kind of like uh, was drawing attention to that in in a certain way. But yeah, I think you're right that it's really like the early two thousands where horror started to be like a real genre again like because through most of the 90s i i don't know it's like a lot of the horror was like either like meta or self-aware or self-referential or it's it's there i don't know i can't think of many horror movies from the 90s that are just like true earnest horror movies you know what i mean exactly exactly yeah 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 and it hit me while we were talking that uh, between Scream and Stigmata, that shift happened, and it was basically just a passing of the baton from one Arquette to another. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah abs- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, which <laughs> also, uh, Portia de Rossi was also in Scream 2, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny yeah, I though. Forgot about that. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like we talked about all these other actors. I just want to mention Roddy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, the, yeah, the yeah, pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. Petricelli, the priest who came in at the end. The guy, uh, so the guy from Snatch, right? Right. Yeah. So I like him a lot. I love that guy. He was in X Men. I love his role in X-Men First Class, where he's that, like, horny Russian, uh, where, who is it? One of the, um, oh, Emma Frost is, like, yes. she's, like, manipulating him to imagine they're, like, having an affair or whatever, but she's just sitting here, like, oh, yeah, oh, baby, oh, so good, and he's in the bed by himself, like, oh, yes, oh, I love it, yeah, <laughs> I fucking, I fucking love that so much. That's so what funny. Power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. I, I always like those, um, those like, more than a cameo, but, like, um, such a good actor playing a small, pivotal role in a movie that just... Yeah, it was like, per- it was perfect for him. Yeah. It really yeah. was. Yeah. There, and I think, was he the main, or no, no, no. He was in Mission Impossible 2. Oh, right. 2 uh, as well. It's been a while since I've seen that. All of those movies, I need to go back through all of the Mission Impossible movies. So they made like six of them. And they're, right. they're all like pretty good in their own right, you know? Yeah. The, the problem with those is kind of like, oh, speaking of Jonathan Price, the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In that I can never remember what happened in like it's one big movie to my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Like yeah. In, in, Same thing with like Daniel Daniel Craig's 007. Happens yeah, with yeah. what happens because like I like some of the movies better than others, but they're all pretty decent. But every time I start a new one, I'm always like, okay, what, what, what happened before? <laughs> like what, what, right. like where's he yeah. been? You know, like 
is this the one with where they're on the skyscraper under construction? No, that's the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that scene makes me poop myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's some great. There. Yeah. Some great. Yeah. Daniel Craig's been a great Bond, but yeah, it all kind of bleeds together. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, awesome. Well, dude, I think we're kind of coming up on time here. Did you guys have any, uh, any, anything in the movie you wanted to talk about that we missed, or anything you want to mention before we jump into head cannons here? I had a, um, I had a thought because you had mentioned earlier. No, you've mentioned this before in the show where you had, where you think of, uh, where no, where, where you've told us about bits that you have at home. Okay. Like oh yeah. Kids. Oh, right, yeah. And I realized that I've got a bit that I do. I j- I've never mentioned it before because it's so few and far between. So, like, about a year ago, we got the kids um, the Amazon Echo. Okay. Because they, they really like music, and <laughs> it's a way for us to, like, drop in on their room from, like, downstairs to be like, hey, it's time for dinner or whatever. Oh, that's such a good idea. Because you know what? the thing, Like, my daughters, if, like, yeah. if, I, if I'm, like, Hey, your dinner's ready. They'll be like, oh, I didn't hear you. But I could be like, I could like come home from grocery shopping and whisper to my wife like, oh, I bought fudge sickles. And boom, they're all in the kitchen. Somehow they heard me from across the fucking house at a whisper, you know? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I love that idea though. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it's okay. It was a great idea, I thought. So like every every other day, my, my wife and I switch we put Scarlet to bed. Mm-hmm. My son, he goes to bed on his own. We put, every other day, I put Scarlet to bed, and every day it's the same thing. Echo, play Jewel lullaby music for two hours. Nice. And it, it grabs Jewel's lullaby music, and it plays for two hours. So every now and then, I mix it up. So, like, my favorite thing to do is, like, she, and she's, she's anticipating that I'm going to say Jewel lullaby music for two hours. Right. And so I say... Echo, play fart noises for seven hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it hilarious. Doesn't, it doesn't have that in its repertoire, but it makes her laugh so hysterically. Nice. That's fantastic. I have a similar thing with my son, uh, who just turned eight, but he, I forget the band that does it, but I don't know if you've heard that song, uh, Fish Heads. Where like it's an '80s song. Bill Paxton was in the music video, right? Oh yeah. But it's like fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads. <laughs> but like, I will I'll play that song anytime that I can, and it's kind of like my son and I conspiring to like surprise my wife with that song when she gets in the car or like whatever, and we'll <laughs> like so we'll start playing fish heads, and she's like, "No, damn it." <laughs> <laughs> It's I used to do something like that to my mom. Uh, <laughs> like, she'd get out to do something like pump gas or whatever, where she was just gone for a minute, and we had to wait in the car. And it was our trick to, like, turn everything on. Windshield wipers, <laughs> uh, radio full blast, air conditioner up. So when she got in, it was like... <laughs> And That's also, awesome. every stimulation is just yes, like, yes, and it, it just became so much fun to just like 
um, to milk it out so she'd get back in and we'd be like, hey, while you were gone, um, there's a really weird bird back here. <laughs> and she's like, where? I was like, you know, behind the car. It landed back here and then it, it flew off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Seat warmer. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Next week, we're covering the 2008 French and Canadian co-production, Martyrs. So be sure to check that movie out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod, and you can always be the first person to follow the subreddit r slash Movie pod. Special announcement here. At the end of August, the beginning of September, Defiance Comedy is performing at the Indie Fringe Festival with a show called The Ballad of Blade Stallion. It's actually a spinoff of a show we did years ago called Spaceship to Nowhere. It's, I've read the script, it's very funny, very talented people, friends of mine in the cast, uh, so be sure to look that up and go see The Ballad of Blade Stallion at the Indie Fringe Festival. Well, do you guys have an idea for headcanon? Oh, I can go first, you can go, it doesn't matter to me. Mine is... Go ahead, Corey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, mine isn't huge. But I, I like thinking that that there's a tie-in that um, Frankie in this movie like embraced not her power, but but that she's tapped into something, and um, and through researching that, uh, that's what led eventually she uh, ended up changing her name. And uh, her character on the medium uh, <laughs> is just that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I forgot about that. The medium. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never seen that yeah. show, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. That's that's a yeah. That, that works. That works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, because that that tapped into that whole like people talking to people from the other side. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and go, and then Brent, you can go. I. Because oh, okay. this movie is kind of based on the uh, the the Gospel of Saint Thomas, right? Which yeah. I didn't read uh, really deep into it, but my head canon is that there's another commission at the Vatican that the the Vatican is trying to keep them quiet, and and they're reading another gospel, and it's the Gospel of Saint Brody, right? And he's like, yeah, fucking Jesus and I. You know, we fucking shotgun these beers. We stabbed them in the bottom, and then we fucking we did a keg stand, and then we went we went fucking streaking through the quad. And he was like, "Yo, fucking, we're not any better than fucking whores or drug dealers or whatever. Like, we're all fucking the same." And I was like, "Holy shit, Jesus, you fucking blew my mind!" And then we fucking smoked the whole eighth together. That that's so. That's my head canon, is that they're trying to quiet the gospel of St. Brody. <laughs> okay. oh, that's so good. 
I just uh, I just want to read the Gospel of Saint Brody, honestly. Me too, too. I'm all about it. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen the TV show The Good Place? I have yeah. it. I know of it. I've never watched it. It's about it's about um oh what's her face? Uh, Mary to Dex Shepherd. Kristen Bell? Yeah, yeah. She she dies and she goes to heaven. Ted Danson is like the liaison mm-hmm. of heaven and it, it, it's, it's got one of the mo- most funniest scenes I've ever seen in a, in a sitcom where he's explaining heaven to her and she's like, I, I didn't think it would be like this. Has anyone ever thought that this would be like this? And Ted Danson's, his, his response is like, yes, one time, one person got it, it exactly right. And he points to a picture on the wall and it's a stoner guy who's like, <laughs> he's like, what's up, man? Like his face would, would project, like, what's up, dude? Like, and <laughs> nice. he got Kevin completely right. And it was just funny the way they, they did the camera editing. Or whatever. It was great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, fucking Jesus gave us directions for a perfect water bong, gravity bong. You, you, you have to use wine, right? Like, that's right. This will turn your bong water into wine. Yeah. Exactly. Turn your bong water into bong wine. <laughs> why haven't why someone... Right, it's like Mexican Cokes. Like, I hear that you should be careful to drink them because it becomes... There could be water in there that's tainted. Exactly. It's not just Mexican syrup. Yeah, Montezuma's Revenge. Yep, in a bottle. Yeah. All right. Oh shit! All right. What's your What's your head cannon, Brent? All right. So I thought, um, Frankie, is it Frank or Frankie? I forget. Frankie. 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 Yeah. For someone who has so many spikes as an illness, she has an awful lot of inflatable furniture. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think there should be a scene of her going to a, a furniture store looking for specific furniture that is not going to be stained by blood mm-hmm. or pop. Yeah. Right, 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 Frankie, right. Frankie and Ikea. Yes. Yeah. Frankia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, something that I, I came across in trivia that, that just reminded me. Um, yeah. They, for some reason, somewhere along the line the original script um frankie was a male tattoo artist i saw that yeah and it got changed at some point which i thought was pretty cool especially for 99 like yeah that's a that's a pretty cool twist to turn frank into frankie patricia arquette yeah which i yeah i almost it would have almost been i mean it would have made a huge difference but it would have been interesting to see her as a t- as a tattoo artist, you know. Keep that, keep that part of it too, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That in her salon, it right. was like a laundry and tan, you know. That's and right. because yeah. she offers to uh, pierce Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's yeah. She's like, you want your nipples pierced? <laughs> he's like, well, let's just start with a trim. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which I get, yeah. They definitely they had Gabriel Byrne and Patricia Arquette. They definitely had some chemistry there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was nice. 
Awesome. Was yeah. there, uh, do either of you guys, was there anything else you want to talk about or Mookie, anything you want to plug, uh, point people toward at this point in the podcast? I've got nothing, um, uh, on an outside Indianapolis basis to plug. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in this area at the end of June, uh, 24th and 25th, so Friday and Saturday, um, and then ongoing after that, a good buddy of mine, Eric Sablon, is opening a new comedy place up in Noblesville, Indiana, called The Brick Room. Okay. And uh, I'm playing up there at the grand opening weekend. Not is that is that mostly stand up or is that what's up what's going on up there? It's both. Um, there's there's improv and stand up both. And nice. um, and so I'm I'm there for some improv. Uh, I have tried my hand at stand up. To yep. varying degrees of success. <laughs> same, so. same here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> in in a world of stand up comedians, I'm I'm a pretty good improviser. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a uh, that's about it. I'm uh, other than that, just kind of um enjoying uh, a nice quiet 2022. Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's good. Yeah, in the wake of everything that's going on, that's good. That's what what more yeah. can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, this was man, this was a fun movie to revisit. Uh yeah. and, and thank you for coming coming back on. And everyone, thank you for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>